Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. A group of astronauts gain superpowers after cosmic radiation exposure and must use them to oppose the plans of their enemy, Dr. Victor Von Doom. This is Ryan. And this is Ashley. And this is Ruining, Ruining Our, our Childhood. Childhood. A weekly podcast where we remove our childhood goggles and put on our adult bifocals to rewatch and review our favorite movies from the past. That is what we do on this podcast. Yes. So. Episode 46? No, bro. No? 47? Yeah. Oh, no, bro. You were off by one. Well, you're off by one. You should be ashamed. <laughs> it is my favorite podcast. I should know what episode they're on. Your own podcast is your favorite Damn podcast? Damn straight. It's the best one out there. Is it? Uh, I'm biased, but I think it's top notch. You are biased. <laughs> uh, so hello. Welcome. Hi. It's Ashley. It's Ryan. And this is Ruining Our Childhood. Yeah. Where we actively ruin all of our childhoods. And in this case, it's going to be ruining Ryan's... 20s because i was 20 when this movie came out yes this week we're doing the 2005 classic fantastic four Mm -hmm. and i don't know why i thought this movie came out when i was in high school oh i was already living in arizona oh wow i don't i have vivid memories of watching it in my childhood living room and apparently i made it up you made that all up because we weren't living there oh wow and I don't even know who I saw this with. Probably my dad. I didn't have friends in July 2005. Mm-hmm. I'd only been living here a couple months. Yeah. And only had a job for a, a, maybe a month. Oh, no. I went to Montana in July, but I I don't think we watched this. Hmm. I might have watched it with my brother then. Shocker. So you did not see it in theaters then, right? I, I did see it oh. in theaters. Okay. I want. I'm like 99% sure. I just... I assume it was with my dad because I literally had no friends. Oh, wow. When I first moved here. Are you saying, oh, wow, like you're surprised? No, I I can understand that when you're new to a place and... And you're 18 and yeah. you have no sh- social skills. Social skills. Sersha Roden. Sersha Roden. Shout out to Danny. I saw it in theaters, but I don't remember with who. I would assume it was my brothers and some friends. Yeah. I don't, I honestly don't know. And I also don't think I ever saw it after I saw it in theaters. Oh, really? I think I just saw it one time. I think we rented it. I think my dad bought it. Oh, okay. My dad was really into buying DVDs he has, back in the day. Yeah, he had quite the collection. Yeah. Still probably has quite the collection. Yes. But I feel like this is when superhero movies were incredibly 
hit and miss. We've talked about it before. If you've heard our Spider-Man episode, we kind of talked about how in the early 2000s, late 90s, Mm -hmm. we did have some superhero movies, but it wasn't to the same caliber as we have now with MCU and some decent DC films. Yeah. I shouldn't say that because Batman has always been decent. Mm Mm-hmm. But I don't know. It's very, you're right. It's very hit and miss. I feel like now that we think about it. Yeah. When you look back on it, Marvel, I felt like outside of Spider Man was a lot of miss at this time period. They had Daredevil and Elektra and Punisher. I hate to say this, probably this one. And now it seems like everything they make is a hit. Yeah. For the most part. So it's kind of. Whereas I feel like they've almost swapped and DC has become this hit or miss. Wonder Woman, great. Some of the other DC properties, not so great. Right. So. That's very true. So 2005, Mm -hmm. we kind of established I was a loner just moving to Arizona. You were, I don't know, a douchebag. Thanks. (laughs) I was 20. Yeah. Give us some 2005 facts real quick and then we'll. We'll kind of talk about it. Okay. We're just going out of order. So this movie was released on July 8th of 2005. It had a budget of $100 million, and it grossed $333.5 million, and it spawned one sequel, which was uh, Rise of Silver Surfer. Yes, that sounds right. The number one song for the week the movie came out was... You don't know? Sorry. Uh, I had to find it on the little list here. The number one song was Carrie Underwood, Inside Your Heaven. I don't know that I know that song. Yeah. Uh, some popular songs were Kanye West featuring Jamie Foxx, Gold Digger, and Chris Brown, Run It. Uh, number one movie for the year was Star Wars Episode Three: Revenge of the Sith. A couple other popular movies were War of the Worlds and King Kong. And popular TV shows were American Idol, CSI, and Desperate Housewives. Okay. Have we done a 2005 movie before? I feel like we haven't. I I don't know, because I feel like I've read some of the more popular movies, but I also can't think of what we would have done. I'm sure. I mean, it's not like we can't just look it up right now. Um, but, yeah. So, we kind of just talked about our experiences so i don't know if you want to just go straight to do you think this will hold up or did you want to discuss anything else no i agree with you i I think we should we can move on and i'm gonna say it's not going to hold up and i'm going off the standpoint that i don't know that i ever saw it again after i saw it in theaters and i feel like if i had enjoyed it i would have made a point to get it on dvd and watch it again that's good logic yeah i I think I've seen it a couple times and again so starved for superhero movies I accepted it and also Chris Evans seeing that was my thing was not so much Chris Evans but hello Jessica Alba was in it and I had a big crush on Jessica Alba that was good casting well I guess Jessica Alba playing (laughs) an otherwise white character is something to I'm kind of surprised yeah. So we both agree that this movie is not going to hold up. I don't know if I actually said that. Yeah. I kind of shook my head when you were like, I don't think it's going to hold up. I kind of wonder 
if in hindsight they had plans to make this a trilogy or something and then the second one didn't do so well because i know we got a reboot of it yeah a few years ago and that went poorly which was sad because i think it had a pretty solid cast yeah but you can't just rely on the cast for a good movie no oh you definitely it not. has to be an actual good movie yeah and i think for the most part Especially now, like, if you stray too far away from the material, Mm -hmm. then there's going to be a lot of people that are upset about that. I was just thinking, also, it was interesting, we talked about how we didn't get a lot of superhero movies back then. It's interesting the properties that they chose to give us. Yeah. Because we didn't get Iron Man, which was a bigger superhero, until 2008. And they gave us stuff like this and Daredevil and stuff that I don't know were hugely well-known i mean a fantastic four is a well-known property i, was I shouldn't gonna say, say they're, that's, they're not nobodies yeah that's one of the comic books that i liked as a character mm-hmm. so we both think it's not going to hold up mm-hmm. and yeah so the next part would be where can you stream this if you don't own it yeah i don't think we own it Mm-mm. but luckily you can stream it on stars so but it also just says stars amazon so i don't know if we have to have stars under Amazon or if we can just have stars. It would make sense that you would just need stars and right? not have an add-on to your Amazon Prime. That's true. I guess we'll find out. Yeah. We're going to roll the dice. Yeah. Otherwise, we're going to rent it, which you can rent on all of the streaming apps that you can think of. So yeah, this movie is available. I love the movie. I feel like now most movies are available to rent at least but there was a time when streaming services were just starting and i there was titles i couldn't find yeah and it's annoying because you're like i just want to watch this movie and the services back then and when you're referring to a few years ago i felt like netflix was really limited hulu had the crappiest movie selection where i feel like all these ones have a ton of movies now and then like you said if you can't find it, guess what? You can rent it for three bucks, yeah. which is awesome because we don't have video stores anymore. Right. Yeah. We still have red boxes. Yes. Which those are hit and miss too. Yeah. They and have like the most recent and that's about it. And their prices are going up so much to a point where I'm like, yeah, I'll rent it for two ninety nine. I don't have to leave my house. Yeah. I'm going to sit on my couch. If I don't have to leave my house, then I don't want to do it. No. Nah. That doesn't make any sense. That's not what I was trying to say. If I don't have to leave my house to do something, I would choose not to leave my house versus going out into the world. I'm all for giving minimum effort. <laughs> yes. No pants. <laughs> Completely out of context. It's just you saying the words. No pants. <laughs> no pants. Like Cut off sleeves. I'm wearing pants right now, by the way. <laughs> Mismatch socks. I'm just saying random things oh. that go with clothing. That are clothing? Yeah. The weird post for the episode, I want the first two words to be, no pants. No pants. Yes. Um. So anyway, we're going to go ahead and hit that. Pausey pause. And go watch Fantastic Four. Come back and we'll talk about it because that's what we do on this podcast. Yeah. Okay, bye. Okay. 
Okay, and we just finished watching Fantastic Four, and now we're going to go ahead and break down our movie with our categories, like we always do. And our first category is, well, hello there, where we talk about any cameos or famous or recognizable actors or actresses were, that were in the movie that we forgot about. And I totally flubbed that, but what can you do? Uh, who did you notice? Well, I guess we can just go over the main cast first, mm-hmm. just in case there's anybody that doesn't know who's in the main fantastic forecast yeah the first person we mentioned him in the beginning is chris evans as Mm -hmm. johnny storm also human torch yeah but in this movie in this first movie they don't really have their names that's true he kind of gives them the names yeah at one point but yeah they don't go around calling each other like hey human torch like no they call him johnny the whole movie it is technically an origin story so and boy is it a good one (laughs) um uh his sister is sue storm and she is played by superstar actress jessica alba yes and yeah she's been in some things yeah and she owns a company now yeah, she's like a billionaire, right? Yeah. I mean, yeah. she was probably a billionaire before the company, yeah. just because she's been in a lot of movies. But yeah, now yeah. she owns the Honest company. Honest, yeah, which I know is a huge baby brand, right? Yeah. Yeah. And the next one is Michael Chiklis. Mm-hmm. Is that how you say his last name? Yeah, Chiklis. Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know why I questioned that. He plays Ben Grimm, or technically The Thing. And he was, uh, the big thing I remember him from was The Shield. Yeah. Which Mm -hmm, was, mm -hmm. like, probably FX's first huge, like, mainstream success show. Successful show, yeah. It was like that and Rescue Me back in the day. And Nip Tuck, which I guess we'll go ahead and transition into one of the next people, which is Julian McMahon, who played Victor Von Doom. Yeah. Or Dr. Doom. And he was on Nip Tuck back in the day. And he was also in Charmed. Mm-hmm. He played, why can't I remember his name? Oh, I don't know. Uh, oh, my God. <laughs> Balthazar was his demon name. I'm I'm looking him up. You're going to say it, and I'm going to just be so mad. He played Cole Turner. Yes, Cole Turner. And it looks like he's currently on the show called FBI Most Wanted, which is a show on CBS. Oh, I didn't know that. I... Was trying to remember what was the last thing I saw him in. Whatever it was, it was recently, and he didn't age very well. The Runaways. Yes, he played the bad guy in The Runaways. Yeah, <laughs> and it's not so much that I think he didn't age well. I felt like he was still dying his hair mm-hmm. and his eyebrows he was dying, but the gray was still coming through a lot. Yeah. So it... He looked kind of weird. But I know, like, if anybody's ever seen The Runaways, he plays technically an alien, I guess, mm-hmm. where he does age quite frequently, and then he has to be in, like, a chamber. Oh, it's confusing. Yeah. It's it's a Marvel show. Of course, it's sciencey and confusing. Somewhat like this movie. <laughs> it, it does look like his show just premiered in January. Oh, okay. So, he's still hanging in there doing stuff. Um, who was the next one that you had? Uh, Reed Richards mm-hmm. is the character's name. About it, yes. It's, uh, I don't know how to say his name. I felt like you skipped him and went to Chickless because you were trying to make me have to say this guy's name. It's like Ion Gruffo. He's Welsh. Gruff. It's like, Gruffed? it's like 
Eon Eon Rion from like Ramsey from oh, Ramsey Bolton. Yeah, from Game of Thrones. Yeah. Um but it's Eon, I think. I don't know. Okay. I don't know how to say it. It's probably like Ian. Yeah. <laughs> We're just We're making it more difficult yeah, than it needs to be. But uh Gruff Gruffend, he's been in a bunch of stuff. Mm-hmm. He he had that show with uh Sarah Michelle Geller. Uh Ringer. Ringer, yeah. Yeah. And he played uh, Mr. Fantastic, basically, Reed Richards. Yeah. So, yeah. Oh, I thought you were saying in the rigor. <laughs> yeah. I was like, hey. Is he? I don't think that's what that show was about. Oh, God. Um, the next person I noticed, person. <laughs> wow. The next person I noticed was Hamish Linklater. Mm-hmm. He plays Leonard, which is basically like Victor Von Doom's bitch. Yeah. And shout out with this, shut up, Leonard. Yeah. And that's from Community. Yeah. He's been in a bunch of stuff, but I know him from the newsroom. Yeah. And that was the first thing I thought of. And I, I looked him up. It was uh, He was on like 88 episodes of The New Adventures of Old Christine oh, with okay. uh, Julia Louis-Dreyfus. Yeah. So okay. he's been in some things. I He was in a movie recently, too. I can't remember. Oh, and he was on Legion, that Ooh, show okay. that had um April Ludgate. I can't think Aubrey of her name. Plaza. Thank you. And I and pointed behind us because we, we have an April Ludgate pop figure yes. on a shelf. So I'm like, yeah, back there. <laughs> April Ludgate. <laughs> and uh, Dan Stevens. It yeah. plays the lead in that yeah, show. Yes. I was like, Dan Stevens was in this movie? What movie did you watch? <laughs> no. What was your next one? My next one was Maria Menudos. <laughs> yeah. The... Is she on Extra or Entertainment Tonight or one of those one news of those magazines? Um, but she played someone credited as... Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on Chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Sexy nurse. Yes. Which is weird because she had more than one scene. Yes. And she had more than one line right and they couldn't credit her with susan or jennifer the nurse it was sexy nurse right that is correct excellent writing i would say so Mm -hmm. the next one i had was Lori holden yes who plays debbie who is ben's fiance Mm -hmm. and she to me is most known for being andrea on the first three seasons of the walking dead Mm -hmm. i'm no, she's been in a bunch of other stuff, but that's what I recognized her from. So I was a little surprised to see her. It was yeah. like a nice little, like, oh. Oh, hey, you're here. 
The next one I had was Carrie Washington. Yes, that who, was another one. Yeah, that was a person I definitely forgot was in this movie. I forgot that he meets somebody else that's accepting. Yeah, uh, Ben. Yeah. Because his Lori Holden was not accepting. She she bailed quick. Yeah, we'll talk about it because yeah. I, I got some notes on that. <laughs> got some, oh, I, I just want to point out, I have six pages of notes on this movie, so... I just want to point out that I think I might have the most plot holes I've ever listed. Oh, I have 10. Okay. Remember those movies like two months ago when you'd be like, do you have any plot holes? And I would go, not really. And you would go, what movie did you watch? Guess what? We watched the same movie and we got a ton of them. Yeah. That's going to be a long talk, guys. (laughs) So uh, Carrie Washington, she plays Alicia and she was obviously Olivia Pope on Scandal. And I know she has a new show that starts up, I think, this uh, next month with uh, uh, Reese, Reese Withers. Yeah. Yeah, Reese Withers. Uh, Little Fires Everywhere, I think. Mm. I'm excited for it. Yeah, she's I... a fantastic actress. Yeah. I love Carrie Washington. I agree. Yeah. Uh, I guess we can also mention there was a little LFH in here. I <laughs> he called it LFH. Cousin of LFO. The 1990s boy band. Maybe he transported them around town. Oh, maybe. Maybe. A low-flying helicopter for anybody that's... This is your first episode. (laughs) Yes. Um, In this one, it wasn't misused, really. No, really But it was just an extreme skiing. That's what it said on the side of it. It was literally just flying over a mountain so that... uh, Johnny and Sexy Nurse could go skiing slash snowboarding. And yeah, Yeah, just a quick little cameo. Yeah, it wasn't him flying trying to find Doctor Doom or anything like that. Like we usually see in these amazing action movies. So, Uh, And then the last one that I had is the person that makes a cameo in every Marvel movie. And sadly, we won't get those anymore. Stan Lee played a mailman. Yeah. So... Those are always a nice little like surprise. Or, yeah. You know, when you, for so many years, you're like, I wonder what he's going to be doing. Exactly. You're like, how are they going to incorporate him in this? And mm-hmm. yeah. I wonder how many mailmen he's played. Yeah, because he played a couple. When he, he played one in Iron Man 2, I think, or Iron Man 1. He's delivering a package and he's like, a package for Tony Stank? Oh, no, that's, uh, it was after Civil War because they're, in the compound the avengers compound already and he's helping uh why can't i think of his name don Cheadle. he's war machine yeah i can't remember brody brody he's helping him walk because remember he got yeah 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 so spoiler alert yeah (laughs) but you really didn't give a spoiler because you were just like and i was like yeah 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 (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) we we don't want to spoil this marvel movie that's like four years old (laughs) just just so we're clear Uh, yeah at least we kept on track with the same kind of movie. Yeah. Um, back to this <laughs> Marvel train wreck. No. Um, <clears throat> this is an amazing film. Don't okay. give anything away. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Do you want to move on? Yes. The next category is called Kids Would Call It a Throwback. We call it the prime of our teens. Category where we talk about fashion and offensive jokes or dated references which i now realize i don't have any 
Oh, I only had two dated references. I didn't have any offensive jokes. Okay. So um, that'll be a fun category. What about fashion? Uh, there was some interesting mid two thousand choices. Yeah. Uh, my f- one of my favorites was we talked about Chris Evans as Gianni, and he wears some interesting jackets. Uh, one of his main choices is a black motorcycle jacket that yeah. just kind of looks weird on him because it's somehow a little baggy. I feel like, which is interesting because those are usually a little more form fitting. And you mentioned earlier you thought Chris Evans probably wasn't as buff. Turns out he walks around half naked, still buff as hell. So how is this jacket not kinda as big buff on him? as Captain America, but still, still not complaining yeah so he wears that jacket and then at one point towards the end he's wearing like a magenta blazer i'm like sure sure interesting choices sir yeah i did notice in one scene he was wearing really baggy jeans and i feel like we've gone into more of a Mm form-fitted that looks a little nicer yeah especially if you're got got a rockin bod like chris evans as we know, he has America's ass. Yeah, he does. You gotta, but you can't tell him those bag yeah, ass. Jeans. You're supposed to flaunt that, bro. <laughs> he uh, also he had ridiculous sideburns. He did. He did. Yeah. They were obnoxiously long. He did look like a little baby too. He did. It'd be interesting to go back and watch like some press junkets from this and see if anybody asked him if he still believed in Santa Claus. <laughs> it just looks like a little baby. Dumb. <laughs> Dumb. I put put it in this one just because I didn't really know where else to put it, but Jessica Alba's contact lenses were really distracting. Yeah. And the, her eyes didn't even look blue. No. They were, they were definitely supposed to be. They just kind of looked dark. I felt like that, and then also I felt they put a lot of lighting, lightning makeup on her. Yeah. To make her white. Whiter. Yeah. And I'm, that... Like, I get it. I think part of me was like, I understand that they were worried, probably worried that some comic book fans would be like, well, Sue Storm's a blonde, blue-eyed woman, and Jessica Alba's the opposite of that almost. Yeah. And so I see it, but I also feel like now they should have just let her have brown eyes, Mm -hmm. and it seemed less distracting to me. I I know we didn't see the reboot, but did they make? kate mara dye her hair blonde i don't know i don't think they did they might have it might have okay i mean she's white so i'm sure it looks fine (laughs) racist (laughs) i'm sure it looked fine um well she's very fair skinned so i'm saying she could pull off the blonde hair without it looking unnatural i'm sure yeah that's true i mean yeah 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 did you have anything else? Um, I did like, um, it wasn't so much a fashion, like I looked at the clothes and went, oh my God, that looks terribly dated. But when Ben, he, he's turned into the thing, he looks like a rock creature and he goes back to go find his fiance, Debbie. Yeah. And he calls her from outside on a payphone, and he's like, I'm outside. So she runs outside in a nightgown. Yes. Which I thought was very weird. I'm like, you had time. You could have put pants on. Yeah. And a shirt. Or like a sweater. And yeah. A... Maybe a hoodie. 
It's a crowded city street your yeah. apartment's on. Yeah. No, she ran outside in like her nicest nightgown. Yeah. I think that's something, and this is just coming from a female perspective, that a lot of movies did, and I feel like they don't do it as bad anymore, is letting women just run around in the least amount of clothing as possible just for the sake of it. Yeah. When any realistic woman would be like, no, I would put on a jacket in that situation. Yeah. If my Beyonce called me from outside and said, hey, I'm outside. Come meet me. I'm not going, I probably shouldn't put on pants. I do like that he walked around with a uh, looking like he was a detective. <laughs> he had a trench coat and a, and fedora. a fedora. Yeah. <laughs> First of all, how did you find a fedora that big? Yeah. Let alone the trench coat. Later in the movie, Michael Chiklis is a good-sized guy. Nobody's going to look at him and go, that's a tiny man. I feel like he's short in real life, though. But he's like, or like a stocky. thicker guy. Yeah. yeah, he's stocky. So he managed to find a trench coat that, when he gets converted back to normal, was a dress on him. Yeah. So how big was that trench coat? They went to the big and tall store, or I will say Victor probably had some buddy from his compound go to the big and tall store and get the biggest size you can get just we want the 17x please the only other thing i really noticed was at one point jess galba's wearing a bucket hat that's blue and i was just thinking this is 2005 and i don't remember bucket hats still being a thing bucket hats were like 99 yeah not 2005 it just it it was like the light blue color, though, was very mid-aughts. Yeah. My last one was after what happens is they go into outer space and get hit with radiation and they get these superpowers. And they're at, is it a hospital when they come back down? It's like Victor's compound. Yeah. They're monitoring them yeah. to make sure everyone's okay. And Reed is walking around in a Von Doom polo shirt, which... He, he looks like your neighborhood-friendly DirecTV service guy that's going to come <laughs> hook up your cable. You're like, what are you wearing? Oh, they probably didn't have a lot of clothes and they were staying there for a while. So, But Chris Evans is rocking like cool motocross and stuff. That's true. So, yeah, so it's just interesting. Maybe Johnny is an overpacker and Ben is not. Johnny's good friends with my wife when it comes to overpacking, am I right? I am not that bad. <laughs> You've gotten better. Yes. Yeah. Um. Do you want to move on? Yes. Or did you have offensive jokes or dated references? I I had just one dated reference, really. And that's they mentioned Larry King canceled his interview with Victor Von Doom. Oh, yeah. And Larry King's kind of still a thing, but he doesn't have like a show on CNN anymore. That's true. And then just some dated stuff was... The furnishings everywhere were ultra modern, so they don't age well. That's yeah, it. like the board. I it's another thing where either I missed it or they never explained it. But the board, like Victor's board, I don't know if they were a board or if they were a bank he was borrowing money from. Because at one point they say something about the bank bank not being able to mm-hmm. give him money anymore. But that room was super dated. It had concrete walls. These huge, really fake. Ficus. Yeah, Ficus. <laughs> and the biggest leather chairs of all time around this tiny little table. It was like, we want you to know these are evil 
Legion of Doom-esque members without yeah. calling them the Legion of Doom. <laughs> right. But yeah, the they were like shareholders, I guess, kind of. But yeah, yeah like board members. They, yeah. they do not explain. No. Why, why would you explain? No. No need to explain. Unnecessary. Did you have anything else? I did not. Uh, we're going to move on to our next category, and we're going to go ahead and call our fiancé from a payphone and talk about some technology. What pieces did you notice? I didn't really... Well, okay. Well, there's a lot of, like, science-y, technology, made-up stuff going on, especially in Reed's lab. Mm-hmm. So... There's that, but a, I just the, a lot of the special effects did not age well. I felt specifically the stuff with Reed when he turns into Mister F- Fantastic and he can stretch out. Yeah, it it looks very bad. Yeah, but for then sure. the stuff with Chris Evans on fire, I felt looked okay. Maybe fire CGI is a little more forgiving. Yeah, because I don't know, but definitely. The stretching looked very, very animated, Mm -hmm. and the invisibility didn't look bad. No. Go figure. When it looked bad to me was, there's the scene where they're on the bridge, and Mm -hmm. of course she's going to take her clothes off, so the clothes aren't just floating there, and she's standing there in her bra and underwear, but that part there, when she's normal, obviously she's just standing there in her underwear, but when she turns into invisible, it looked really bad. I think it, it, it looked bad because you could see it, but I think they wanted you to be able to see her. Yeah. Like an outline of her, so you knew where she was going at mm-hmm. times. I don't know. Yeah, it was weird. Yeah. And, I mean, that's the only thing I really noticed was just the animation or the animation that Reed uses for his presentation for Victor in the very beginning was pretty. The holograms? Yeah. Kind of, yeah, they were not good. Yeah. You could tell it was just, this is bad CGI, folks. Yeah, definitely. I, you mentioned his lab, and I kind of thought back to Spider-Man, where yeah. William Defoe's character has these, He's it's supposed to be top-of-the-line equipment, but it still all looks like 1960s Soviet Union cold war equipment i'm just comparing this of course we're going to compare it to all of the marvel movies that have come out the last 15 years since this movie came out and i feel like this movie it definitely his apartment the his whole lab it looked like a movie set yeah it didn't look like something that was real and compared to what they do now in other marvel movies where yeah, I mean, they're using stuff that doesn't technically exist, or I guess nowadays a lot of the stuff does exist, mm-hmm. but it looks real and it looks sleek. And I don't know if maybe in 15 years some stuff from Iron- the first Iron Man is going to look cheesy, but... This is definitely stuff that did not age no. well. It all looks pretty cheesy. On the soundtrack, there was some interesting bands of the time, I will call them. <laughs> One of the songs that I noticed was Lloyd Banks' on fire oh, okay which was that rap song when chris evans shows up at the x games sure and so that kind of dated it and he was in 50 cents g unit oh yeah mm-hmm. 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 and then also i caught a velvet revolver song oh, okay because i recognized scott wyland and i was like this is a weird song turns out it was velvet revolver 
And the last one was there was an Alter Bridge song. Yes. The Creed Replacement Band. Eek. <laughs> That's all the, I can say. The great music from 2005. Choices were made. <laughs> Choices were made. Uh, I feel like Chris Evans' character would be the type to listen to Velvet Revolver. He was just, he dressed like your basic 2005 douchebag mm-hmm. who's really into extreme sports yeah guys like dude the x games are this weekend let's go yeah come on brah oh, good times do you want to move on yes this next category is called is it even good where we talk about the plot the plot holes which we'll be here for a while guys <laughs> we name our funniest and cringiest moments of the movie and with the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Yeah, there's uh, quite a bit to discuss. So the plot. It's a comic book movie. Obviously, it's not going to be believable. But do you think it was believable? (laughs) I think we were watching the first 30 minutes of the movie, and we both looked at each other, and we were confused as to what was going on. Yes. Did they explain why they're going into outer space? Yeah. We had genuine confusion because also, you mentioned earlier, it's an origin movie, and they rush the living shit out of the origin of them because i would say within five to ten minutes they've gone into outer space got slapped with radiation and now they all have superpowers right 10 minutes of an hour and 45 minute movie is them actually acquiring it yeah that's true i think i missed his explanation or maybe i just kind of zoned out when he was talking about how he wanted to do something with dna up in space and whatever and i think it's kind of a A thing people point out in Marvel movies that a lot of times they they just throw a bunch of random sciencey jargon at you and you're like, okay. But I think for the most part, most movies you can at least follow along to what they're trying to achieve. Yeah. Maybe you don't understand everything, but you're like, okay, they're they're doing this for this reason. I feel like in this one it didn't really I I was confused. And And why would you work with somebody named Victor Von Doom? I'm sorry. You're just profiling now. Yeah. No, I am. If his last name is Doom, he's probably a villain. You know what? We grew up next to a family called the Verdooms, and they were lovely, lovely people. Okay? Stephen Verdoom. <laughs> no. <laughs> I was like, is that real? No. <laughs> I was so confused. Yeah. You just go ahead and judge him because of his last name. He can't pick it. 
That's a family name. Okay, well, as long as he didn't become a scientist, we're fine. Yeah, yeah, no, I was thinking the same thing. I'm like, that's an interesting name choice. I feel like, like you said, they pick sciencey terms. But at this one, at least they hit you with, it's radiation they get hit with. That's true. You know what radiation is. That's true. And it's not some off-the-wall term, but it still was a little convoluted and hard to follow. But even... At one point, they're back, they're on the compound, they're being tested to make sure everything's okay, and Ben turns to Reed and goes, what happened up there? And Reed's like, I don't know. And I'm like, I don't know either. You're (laughs) supposed to know. You guys are supposed to know. You're the scientists. If you don't know, how am I supposed to know? Uh, uh, Uh. The movie is (laughs) self-aware. Oh, Uh. God. What about okay? Let's get into these plot holes. Oh boy! Let's get digging. Let's. I got my shovel. I got a spade. Just we're gonna dig away. I mentioned how they rush everything at the beginning of the movie. Reed goes and asks Victor to help him finance going into outer space. They show all of a sudden they're in outer space with this state of the art. Yeah. What happened? Spaceship. How did we get here? Yeah. No. No launch preparation. Nothing. Boom. They're up. No training. Nothing. My biggest plot hole is I have a hard time believing that Johnny Storm <laughs> somehow made it to NASA. Yes. He's not the brightest bulb. You said he's basically a mid-2000s douchebag. Yes. <laughs> somehow got through NASA. Well, I got kicked out. Well, I mean, who wouldn't kick him out? <laughs> At one point, Johnny says to that Victor has more money than God. I didn't know God was so rich. I did not either. Interesting. Okay. Interesting. Okay. Interesting. Interesting. I thought it was uh, strange, but again, not complaining, that Johnny opted out of not wearing putting clothes on when he got back from the skiing incident where he did flame up. Does he say flame on? That's his catchphrase. I don't know. Uh, yeah, I think flame on. And. <laughs> Which is just so stupid. Oh, I'm sure there's somebody listening just like, that's just, that's just the comic book. Yeah, he says flame on. Jerk. Yeah, so he has that incident skiing. It's super cheesy. But he's walking around the compound in sexy nurse's coat. Yes. And. For about, you have time to get clothes on while they go check on Ben. For about five minutes of scream time. He's just walking around holding that up. Again, so, not complaining, but <laughs> just saying. And I thought it was funnier that prior to that, sexy nurse goes over to check his vitals, shoves a thermometer in his mouth, but there was a screen that tracked his temperature. Yeah. So why are you, why are you doing this? And it's his, connected. The thermometer is kind of... I don't know. Uh, His temperature's 209 degrees. And she doesn't think of... She's the worst nurse in the world. (laughs) Like, well, you know what we should do? Let's go skiing. Yeah. (laughs) And when he flames up and makes a a hot tub, basically, Mm -hmm. she's like, cool, I'll get in. (laughs) No questions asked. No. Well, can you blame her? I mean... I mean, I'd get in a hot tub with a guy. I'm like, hello there. (laughs) What? You'd 
get it not done with a guy? With Chris or, Evans? Okay. He's a good looking man. You just said a guy. <laughs> so any guy will do. Any guy. Uh, good to know, right? Good to know. I think we we talked about Debbie walking into a busy street with her nightgown. Mm-hmm. Oh, I guess one of the, oh, like a legit plot hole is during the bridge scene. Mm-hmm. At the end, so they're all talking to the press, and a reporter asked Johnny, can you really fly? And I'm going, how does she know that? First of all, they just became public in the last, like, half an hour. Yes. So how do you know he can possibly fly when he's only ever done it once, and it was an incident, and his sexy nurse just going around to the media already, talking about Johnny over here, you know, flying and flaming up? <laughs> flaming up? That whole scene, at one point, something kind of explodes and yeah. a fireball goes flying by and he just wraps his arm around this little girl. And he can shield her. But wouldn't he still burn her? I don't know, right? <laughs> like, that's what I'm saying. I'm like, he he would have. There's a lot of questions. A lot of. That we don't get answers to. <laughs> if we can continue on with the questionable Sometimes their powers work in a certain way. Sometimes they don't. Is Ben whole strength? Yeah. And at one point he's walking into a bar and you can hear steps really loud and everything's. It sounds like a the pool, earthquake. Yeah, and the pool table is like bouncing. But he when he walks all, in other places, it doesn't make a sound. What else was stupid is he walks by tables and they're not moving. The drinks aren't moving. Yeah. Nothing's moving, but the pool table's going out of control. And the record player's skipping. Yeah. And then he goes into a diner, and he sits in a booth. And the booth's perf- perfectly fine. Yeah. You would have crushed it. And then at the end of the movie, he gets thrown into a car. Yeah. And the window smashes, but the car doesn't get dented at all. As I was gonna say, barely scratched it. Yeah. But on the bridge, a semi-truck gets decimated when it hits him yes i feel like they made this movie going nobody will notice and i know people notice because you can't make a comic book movie without people ripping it to shreds i was gonna say comic book nerds i'm sure had a field day with this movie i'm sure at one point sue mentions that johnny can reach temperatures that approach the temperature of the sun yes and to quote dr evil right <laughs> no you don't know that well it's not realistic none of this is realistic ryan it's it's a plot hole it's not really a plot hole i'm saying it's a plot hole like my plot hole is like if ben goes into a car and it should smash up because it's smashed up in various other ways mm-hmm. yours is just like he can't have those powers because <laughs> that's not realistic well i'm just thinking i don't that... think anybody's gonna get invisibility too i'm thinking if he was literally approaching the temperature of the sun anything around him would be melted that would be the plot hole okay not that he can't i'm not saying he can't he could i guess so I shouldn't have to but the chamber did get melted so it did suck it ryan (laughs) what is your next one so i think it's funny because they actually talk about this in a plot in the mcu Mm -hmm. is that A lot of their fights lead to destruction, lives lost. I mean, the whole plot of Civil War is whether they should be responsible for that or whether they should continue fighting. Yeah. But I do think for the most part, most of the villains in most of the MCU movies 
are trying to do something that would kill a lot more people. Mm -hmm. But in this movie, it's literally all personal. Yeah. So in the end fight, when Victor is trying to kill the four of them and they stop him, there's a big celebration. They have a party for saving the city. And I'm thinking, well, they kind of created the problem and they also stop the problem but i don't think they should get a parade or a party for that it shouldn't say congratulations fantastic four it should say well you cleaned up your own mess sort of i mean there was still a lot of destruction nobody died but yeah that we know of why are you congratulating them yeah save anybody they didn't even try to like clear the street when they were having the fight that's true they just were like we'll fight around them they're the most self-centered superheroes I've ever met. <laughs> I mean, they did save some people on the bridge, but yeah, again, that was a mess that they made. Technically, that so. yeah, I mean, it was people. Uh, a guy trying to commit suicide. Yeah, and the thing tries to help him, and, and then he... it just snowballs yeah. into this horrible, crazy clusterfuck of action. <laughs> is all I can say. Did you have anything else? It's not even, it was kind of a, not really a plot hole or more of a continuity error, I guess you would say. When Johnny decides to go compete in the X Games, yeah, he gets in a Porsche and starts driving to the stadium, but his license plate says torched. Scorched. Scorched or whatever. Or does it say torched? I thought it said torched and I I'm going, how did you already get a vanity plate? <laughs> Maybe he already had that because he's that big of a D-bag. <laughs> he's that big of a D-bag. <laughs> Uh, was that the only one you had? Yes. Or I guess the last one that you had? The, the last one. <laughs> what was your funniest line or moment? It was a scene that it's not intended to be funny, but Reed is kind of wrestling with Ben and trying to restrain him. And he's doing, you know, the Mr. Fantastic thing. So he's wrapping elastically around Ben but the facial expressions that Reed is making while he's doing it looked like almost Three Stooge-like. Yeah. It was so cheesy and silly and over the top. I feel like when I see stuff that where they have to use CGI, mm-hmm. I just think of how it probably looked while they were recording it. Yes. And how stupid I would feel if I was them. Think having about, to pretend like now pretend your arm is wrapped like this and they're going like hey ian what you're gonna do just stand behind michael and now picture in your head you have your arms wrapped around him 17 times and the guy's going okay <laughs> i don't know what that is <laughs> i but don't sure. know how to do this but all right there was a couple times where i laughed at this movie but i think it was just kind of funny when they realize they have powers they're still in the hospital slash compound, who knows where. And they go to Ben's room to check on him. It's locked. So Reed uses his power to unlock the door. And when he pulls it back and Johnny's just like, that's gross. (laughs) I just thought it was funny. That's gross. (laughs) Uh, What was your cringiest? I think these parts were supposed to be kind of funny, but it was any interaction with, Johnny and the nurse telling him you're hot and he's like thank you you're on fire oh you're pretty you're not bad yourself it's just so cheesy it was 
I had that exact moment. They were on the ski hill mm-hmm. and Johnny starts lighting on fire and she yells to him, you're on fire. And he's like, thanks. You're pretty good, too. She's like, no, you're literally on fire. And then just that whole scene after where he flies, he crashes into the snow. It makes a little hot tub, which I'm thinking if you're really hot, then wouldn't it also melt a lot more snow? But anyway, again, not very good at the whole <laughs> continuity thing. Um, yes. And then so he's just sitting there naked in this hot tub and he's like, care to join? And, sh- and then it just like shows a view through her legs and she drops her her what are those called her sticks her ski poles. poles yeah and i'm like what is this van wilder <laughs> like what's going on I'm like yeah that makes sense and he's boiling hot you're just discovering that this happened and if i was the nurse i'd be like no we need to get you back you're gonna to... burn yourself yeah he's literally in a boiling pot of water well you're just assuming they had sex she dropped her poles to get in there with him. Maybe she was cold. In the boiling water. <laughs> Maybe she was cold, I guess. Yeah, that, uh, that could work. Good times. Uh, so I have some additional notes, I think. I do as well. Okay. I'm kind of a, I guess you would call me a stadium nerd. Like I, I'm like the architecture of them and i always notice them in movies but i always can immediately place said stadium and this movie's in new york and when johnny goes to compete at the x games it is the metrodome in minneapolis minnesota it's annoying i don't it just bothers me i know but i honestly i think that's something that i feel like the movie industry tries to get away with Mm mm-hmm but I think over the years, people have gotten smarter or now we have a platform where we can literally share like this. I watched this movie and they totally tried to play it off like this place Yeah, is actually this place. But I feel like before they were like, the audience won't. There's The audience is so dumb, they won't notice. And you're like, no, we notice we everything. Notice. Stadium nerds notice. I think I'm going to save some of these notes for when we give our awards out because it kind of plays into my decisions. Mm-hmm. But I did want to talk about Debbie and how much of a bitch she is. Because Absolutely. I get it. Logistically, I don't know how a relationship would work with him. I mean, doesn't seem to be a problem for his new girlfriend. But I'm just thinking, here's a joke. He wouldn't have any trouble getting hard. <laughs> ah, ah, oh, no. Gross. 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 (laughs) (laughs) But just so quickly how she's just like, first of all, the minute she sees him in the street, she runs away. Yes. And I'm like, "Uh, was she even really the right woman for you if she just was like, she was so insensitive. At no point did she go, oh, my God, what happened to you? We're going to fix you. I love you. It's okay." She ran away instantly. Yeah. She's like, I'm out. And then she sees him on the bridge. She puts her very expensive looking engagement ring on the ground, which the dude has fingers that are... With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. 
Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Super duper big. Mm-hmm. You can't grasp that. Yeah. You dick. Why didn't you just throw it into the Hudson River, you bitch? Yeah. Yeah, bitch. <laughs> yeah, bitch. Yeah, I, I, I was just like, at least, you know, they could have made it so that she would try to stay with him and... And then there's, like, an adjustment period, and then she decides, like, this is not for me. I can't do this. Yeah. But it was, like, right off the bat, like, oh, you're not a human anymore? Gross. Gross. I'm out. (laughs) Uh, What was your next one you wanted to talk about? My next one is, and this I kind of thought of, again, Willem Dafoe. Yeah. And Spider-Man is when Doctor Doom has his mask on, he essentially has to do the same thing Willem Dafoe did, which was act with his eyes. (laughs) But also I thought it was weird. His whole mouth is covered and everything, but they did nothing, or I shouldn't say nothing, next to nothing to alter Julian McMahon's voice or make it sound muffled, make him sound A little more devious. Yeah. Yeah. Nothing. Which which is funny because I feel like with Ben turning into the thing, they did. They his voice was definitely deeper, and mm-hmm. you know, absolutely, that's a good. But point. yeah, 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 it made it less believable as a villain. And I did like his transition. It's funny that you pointed out that it did remind me of Willem Dafoe's character in Spider Man because mm-hmm. he just slowly gets crazier and crazier and transitions into this psychopath. But- I- when you mentioned earlier when he claims he's going to get a second opinion he has the stereotypical look of a villain his hair instantly becomes somewhat spiky and yeah. crazy it's just he gets those crazy eyes yeah yeah that that's actually the last thing i wanted to talk about oh i i there was a point in the movie this movie, again, we're very confused on what's going on. It's an origin story, mm-hmm. but there's not really like a driving force of uh, Dr. Doom is evil and they have to stop him. They don't even notice that he's evil until the very end. Yeah. And I feel like there's no climax or not even climax. What's the word I'm thinking of where they have like hardships, like where they have uh, conflict. That's yeah. the word. I'm like, in writing, you have conflict. Um <laughs> I feel like there's no conflict, really. No. It accelerates from zero to 60 real quick. Yeah. Like, oh, now he is mad. But in the middle of the movie, there's a montage of just sitcom-like hijinks while they're all living in the apartment, in Reed's apartment, where Reed walks in on Sue naked, and then she turns invisible, and then Johnny plays the old shaving cream trick on Ben. I'm, I was surprised yeah. there's no laugh track. That is so... <laughs> so true it was it was pretty cheesy yeah that was bad that was my last one i really wanted to discuss i had one last one when victor was like why would any or not it wasn't victor it was was leonard leonard asked why would anybody pick sue your response was i don't know she's smart and beautiful sounds awful yeah well yeah he's questioning why victor likes her yeah we're we're gonna get into this I guess let's just go on to our awards so we can get into this now. Blah, blah, blah. Award season here on Ruining Our Childhood. Blah, blah, blah. We give out two awards. Are Uh, you saying blah, blah, blah? You're just saying what you usually say, but putting blah, blah, blah. I was like, award season. Uh, 
first of which is a valedictorian to the Nicolas Cage online school of bad acting. Who did you give your award to? I gave mine to Julian McMahon. Okay. Because it was a really hard decision because I think, I don't think the acting was so bad, but I think the dialogue and the care and the plot yeah. and the characters were not as likable as they probably should have been. But I gave it to him because, I mean, he is known for playing villains. Yeah. Like, he wasn't a nice person in Nip Tuck. He played a demon in Charmed, and he played the villain in The Runaways. So he's he's known to do that, and he's, he's pretty good at it. But mm-hmm. I just felt like he wasn't believable. Like you said, when he put on the mask, he didn't sound devious. He just sounded like himself. Yeah. And I don't know if that was an acting choice or if that's just how the director wanted it. I don't know. Uh, he had some of the cheesier lines. Like, he asked Reed, why the long face? Which I'm like, are you trying to steal Jokers? Like, why so serious? Yeah. But you're like, I don't want to get sued. Although, this came out before. That's true. When he said it to him, his face wasn't long. That's, That's what I was true. thinking. His body was long, but Plot. his face was normal. And then he would call Susan Susan. But this is my whole thing. So it's kind of confusing. They, they mentioned a couple times whether Susan or Sue and him are a thing. Mm-hmm. They're dating. She works for him, obviously. Obviously. And, obviously. And to the point where he's going to propose to her. So in the beginning of the movie, I'm like, okay, they're together. But they don't show romantic. They don't kiss. They don't hold Mm-mm. hands. They don't do anything like that. At one point, he puts his arm around her at the very beginning. That's it. Then later in the movie... Sue tells Reed that they're not together. They've never been together. So they're having like a moment yeah. about their own relationship. So this guy, her boss, mm-hmm. is going to literally propose to her when they're not together. What so if... he's in a power position, mm-hmm. taking advantage of her, his subordinate. What a creep. Which does not fly in 2020, I'll tell you that. And <laughs> you said it like it happened to you. I'll tell you that. You don't know. I do. <laughs> the best part is he, when he proposed, well, he starts to propose because it's like right before the explosion happens, they get their powers. He says, think of it as a promotion. Oh, wow. He is the worst. Well, that's how Trump got his wives. <laughs> it's a promotion. <laughs> so, yeah. I also feel like he's not a real villain because he never announced really that he's going to like rule the world with his new power he had a little bit of a speech to ben once he changes ben back to human uh-huh. had, like but he doesn't really like say i'm gonna have world domination on my plate he, he just was like very meh meh touche and also a villain <laughs> but not a great villain no i don't know where i'm going with this that's who i chose who did you choose i gave it to his would-be fiance <laughs> Jessica Alba as Sue Storm. I feel like the character was set up to fail the minute you see her. Her look is terrible. She's almost glowing because of how much pancake makeup they have on her. So I feel like the character's off to a rough start. All of her interactions, I feel like she's overacting. They're like, act like Johnny's your brother. It was very cringy watching those parts. It was, uh, those ports but the whole time you were talking about julian mcmahon i was going well he was actually worse and it was hard to pick 
a worse because there was so much bad acting in this movie. I agree. It's rough. For sure. She was definitely one of the ones I was considering mm-hmm. just because I felt like she, her character was very underutilized. They, at one point, they, like we said in the bridge scene where she gets undressed, I I still don't know why she had to get undressed where she went. They don't show her passing people. No. But all of a sudden, Johnny and Reed are with her. So I'm like, how did, why, why did she have to take her clothes off? I'm confused. It was very confusing. Yeah. But I, I agree. I didn't believe her and Johnny were brother and sister. No. They didn't have any chemistry in that way. I also feel like there was no writing to develop any chemistry between the yeah. two of them. It's just bad. Yeah. It was, it was, she was bad. Mm-hmm. Just as bad. Do you want to move on? Yeah. The Thomas J. Hanks Award for Exceptional Acting. Who did you give yours to? It's not that I felt his acting was Tom Hanks level and carries this movie, but I thought Chris Evans was the only person that had any charm to him. Yeah, he's over the top and cheesy at times, and we described him as a mid-2000s douchebag, but he... I think is the only redeeming quality that the movie has in three seconds of Carrie Washington. <laughs> the rest of this movie, it's just bad. Do you feel like we're a little biased because we are talking about Captain America? No, I felt like he he had some charm to him, whereas I felt like Ian Gruffold, or however you say his name, was very forgettable. Yeah, There's nothing, I agree. There's nothing there. I gave mine to Chris Evans as well. I almost gave it to Michael Chiklis because I felt like out of the four characters, if I was basing it on the characters alone, I felt like he had the best story. Yes. Because he had to deal with major physical changes, Mm -hmm. a girlfriend leaving him. Yeah. And just accepting, making that decision to stay the same or go back to being like human form. Whereas our boy, Chris Evans, is just like, hey, I can catch on fire. This is fucking cool. Doesn't struggle with it at all. Right. I think the thing, the reason I did pick Chris Evans was, like you said, he was the most charming. He had the funnier lines, I would say, Mm -hmm. and he pulled them off well. Also, if you just think of how different Johnny is to Steve Rogers. So there's a lot of acting there in the sense that Johnny is this really big (laughs) douchebag. I mean, he's really self-centered. Mm-hmm. He's got an ego. And it's like the complete opposite of Steve Rogers. Yeah. Who, you know, is an actual true hero who, not to say that Johnny isn't a hero, but he, you know, he's humble. And yeah. so I'm like, he's this same actor is playing both of those parts well. So it did kind of bias me a little mm-hmm. knowing that he was Captain America, but because he pulled off this character so well, too who is the exact opposite of Steve Rogers. Yeah, because Steve's humble. and Yeah. yeah. Later on, he becomes kind of cocky. Well, I think... But he also grew up in an era where you're not as cocky. Yeah. You're not as self-centered. Definitely. You know? Mm -hmm. It's interesting. I I was kind of curious, the timeline. He played Johnny last in 2007, and then four years later... It's a complete change as him, as Steve Rogers. Yeah. It's... I remember people didn't want him to play him because they're like, you can't have the same actor play two different Marvel characters. Yeah. And then ironically, we had Michael B. Jordan play mm-hmm. 
the Human Torch and yes. then Killmonger. Yeah. And I did see, which I do not agree with, I saw this today, the rumored person for Wolverine is Henry Cavill. Mm. I'm not a fan. I've never been a fan either. I don't want you... Also, I don't like the crossing between DC and Marvel. We just... This is what we need to do, guys. We need to find the Fountain of Youth. Mm-hmm. Give it to Hugh Jackman. Only. He and did. then we'll be good. <laughs> only Hugh Jackman. Yeah. He's the only one that gets it. Because I'm thinking Hugh Jackman could still play him. Oh, I'm sure he could. Yeah. For sure. But I get why he doesn't want to. I... I, I I've seen interviews he's, where he talks about the body transformation is getting a little rough at the age he's at. And he's stuck with it through the good yeah. and the really bad. So I get it. I get it too. That That's a movie we need to do is we need to do uh, one of the X-Men. Okay. Yeah. Mark it down, guys. Whoever's making a list for yes. us. Yes. Boom. One of the X-Men. <laughs> but yeah, Chris Evans redeemed a little bit this movie in my opinion. I, I don't know. Yeah. It's not a great movie. It's and I do put it on par. I guess we can move to on to does this movie hold up? And it's just on par with the first Spider Man, which was good in theory. It was good when it was made, but now it's it's almost too cheesy. And I think people thought comic book movies just had to be super cheesy. Yeah, to keep that comic book way about it. But because I would say it's around this time where they kind of make a transition and I felt like that transition was with Batman Begins. Yeah. Where they said we can go dark with these movies and make them a little more serious. Yeah, and realistic, which ironically was the same year as this. And I feel like at that point they made a conscious effort and Marvel followed suit and made that transition too. Whereas this is almost like the dying of the original run of comic book movies. Or the well, sequel. the sequel. <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. Or, I don't know, we did watch X-Men Dark Phoenix this past summer, and it was pretty, pretty bad. But it wasn't bad in the same way. No, no, it was just bad movie. I mean, the plot and <laughs> character development of the person that you knew the movie after, not great. No. Not great. Not great, folks. Um, I, I did want to say that I felt like this movie had all the bad parts of today's Marvel movies, where... People make, like I said earlier, make fun of like the sciencey jargon that doesn't actually make any sense, but they make it sound cool or yeah. whatever. But none of the actual good parts of Marvel movies, other than Chris Evans, especially with the situations um, and destruction that they create and never have really real consequences for. Yeah, and they never struggled with their powers. Their powers worked very conveniently for them. The only one was chickless yeah everybody else was like yeah cool like you said at one point it was a 1990 sitcom in there yeah like <laughs> this is fun yeah so another one in the books for not not very good yeah and mm. we kind of called it before so we did what yeah. can you do that's why we should uh we'll have to at some point do batman begins or one of the other ones that made the transition into what we consider awesome superhero movies and see if those actually hold up because we were kind of pretty sure this was not going to hold up that's true yeah well we'll probably do that yeah at some point so thanks for listening guys as always check out our social media if you'd like if you don't whatever Mm -hmm. i can't force you i'm not your mom (laughs) 
at Instagram at Ruining Our Childhood. Over on Facebook at Ruining Our Childhood. And Twitter at ROC Movie Podcast. Mm -hmm. Do you want to bring back the poll this week, maybe? We'll bring back the poll. Okay. We just got to think of two movies. I got a couple in my head. Do you? I do. Okay. I wrote them down because I knew I was going to forget them. So. Also, in two weeks, technically? Three weeks? Three weeks. It's going to be our 50th episode, and we're going to do another Mm Q&A. If you have not heard our Q&A episode, it's episode 20. We did a Mm Q&A. And if you want to send us a question, you can send it to ruiningourchildhood at Mm gmail.com or DM us on Instagram or Facebook Mm -hmm. and just give us your question. Definitely. Or even throw it in the comments on one of our, our... This week's post, you know, whatever. Just yeah. reach Unless out to us. Unless you want privacy, then oh, touche. Yeah, if you don't Ryan. want people to know, that's fine. Yeah, we respect your privacy, and it can be about anything. Yeah, it doesn't have to be movie related. Yeah, we we like questions. Yeah, send us your questions. Send them to us. <laughs> send me your questions. <laughs> so anyway, guys, we should get out of here because we've been talking for way too long. <laughs> we will see you guys next week. Or hear you? That's true. You're not going to see us. (laughs) You'll hear us next week. Okay, bye. Okay, bye. Uh, We're going to have to end it like that every week now. 